Empire. Welcome back to Radio Wasteland, the best in paranormal talk radio. I'm your host, Chauncey Allward. This is my co-host, Kara Kittrick. Kara, what's the news from the Wasteland? So, for one man who spotted a UFO on radar while working at the National Weather Service in 1994, the UFO report has been vindicating. Quote, I guess I've just been waiting for this vindication, the man said, which I didn't think I was going to get all my life, with the basically military coming out and saying this, they, the same thing I saw 30 years ago. I can finally say to people, I told you so. The 1994 Ottawa County sighting was witnessed by multiple people, many of whom said they saw lights slowly rotating in the air. Huffington Post reports possibly one of the funniest headlines I've ever seen, and I quote, Los Angeles Air Traffic Control warns jetpack guy is back. Basically, the FBI is investigating reports that an airborne person in a jetpack was spotted by a commercial pilot. One air traffic alert based on this sighting only said, use caution, the, the jetpack guy is back, which raises so many questions. The FBI has already looked into three jetpack man sightings above LA, but hasn't been able to validate any of the other reports. And finally, the kelp forests of Northern California, along a beacon of biodiversity and carbon storage, has been devastated by a series of climate-related events. A marine heat wave in 2013 is thought to have helped spread a disease that killed off the starfish, natural predators to purple sea urchins, which eat the kelp. Long story short, only 5% of the forests remain, and even this will soon be gone. So if you're a scuba diver or marine biologist, uh, see it while you can. Back to you, Chauncey. Um, you know, I bet you there's a lot of people in <clears throat> in jobs like this where, like this weather guy, you know, who saw the UFO, um, who feel somewhat vindicated. I didn't really think mm -hmm. about that. I didn't really think about that. Uh, you know, of course, there were lots of typical folks who, like, looked up and sure. saw something and thought, yes, the military, you know. But uh, these other people who have their, like, careers and livelihoods connected. Yeah, exactly. Up, you know, probably there's probably quite a few of those. I wonder if I kind of doubt if that's like the reason these reports were released and stuff. But I wonder if, you know, they thought about it like, hey, our own pilots are seeing this and they're, you know, perfectly of sound mind. So maybe this will help, like, destigmatize it a little bit. Again, I doubt that was the motive, but it's it's nice that that seems to be sort of a side effect. The government, you know, the military, they're just all, how can we destigmatize? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, feelings of... <laughs> I feel like they do occasion on occasion every every once in a blue moon do things to help people. Well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, this it's is rare, maybe right getting now, off topic but... here, but that, that Millie guy, Mark Millie, the general, the general, I think his first name's Mark, but Millie is his last name who has come out talking about the uh, capital uh, yes. or whatever, yes. you know, mm -hmm. <clears throat> he, he basically said the stuff that I want to hear from the military that makes them not scary. Right. You know, basically like, no, no, this is what we do. We separate ourselves from this. We, you know, I like my military to sound like the Federation. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. You, you kind of, you want, you want a calming Captain Picard type presence. Yeah, totally. Just, he's a just giving you the business. Not stay up here. I mean, I guess he's played by Patrick Stewart. Yeah, but his name's Jean-Luc. I don't know. He doesn't act like a Frenchman. He yeah. doesn't have a French accent. <laughs> is, is that the one criteria? That's the I mean, that's what I, that's like what I care about. You don't I, act look, like I a only care if you're visibly French. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, don't just don't tell me you're French. I won't ask if you're French. You know, is he doesn't have a beret. He's not wearing a stripy <laughs> shirt. I yeah, mean, he's, hell, not, he's, not, he's e not even dressed as a mime. Yeah, he's not even smoking, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's his baguette? <laughs> the contractually obligated baguette that all French people carry every minute of every day. My favorite thing about this story is the guy uh, who, who finally can say, I told you so, which is like... Mm -hmm. So basically, since 1994, he's just all like, if only yeah, I could tell them I told you so. You know? He's been seething inside. 
But um, hopefully it does open up because, of course, weather reports and all those satellites pointing down, you know, we're, we're always thinking about looking out there. But, you know, a big sure. part of this is what's going on here. And a lot of those weather satellites are probably watching this planet as closely as our military satellites. Just Yeah, they capture stuff way. all the time. Right. So. so that's a good point. I'm surprised there's not more of these. Out yeah. There. So, so what happened here is he saw on the radar these clusters of objects that were just moving and really like they were, they would show up in one place and then blip, they'd show up in another place and they were just like moving in, in weird ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And so he didn't actually see them with his naked eye. But what's interesting is that at, in the same sighting, several other people did see something in the sky and they described rotating lights like i said so it's it's a situation where the the radar kind of corroborates the eyewitness reports a little because otherwise you think mean, that's exactly you know, what we need yeah because otherwise you'd think okay the equipment was just glitching right oh but right there's, right yeah there's more to it so it's it's a it's an interesting sighting um all right so uh the jetpack guy <clears throat> i don't what does this mean? Is this a common problem? Yeah, well, I mean, it was all over the news there for a while. And then the drones, I remember the drones. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe but, I just missed it, but I'm like, jetpack guy is back? Back from where? Why is this a, oh, what's the jetpack guy again? That's crazy. I think How it's did we safe get here? to say that he bought the jetpack and didn't build it. Well, sure. Because if you were smart enough to build it, I don't think you'd be all like, oh, I need to go test this out. Let's pick someplace safe. I know, by the airport, the one place yeah, that you LAX. know things are flying around. You know, it's like, well, there are different types out. of intelligence. Yeah, I don't know. Where was this again? LA? This was LAX. LAX, great. Yeah. An international airport to boot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's insane. That's. I, I don't know. A, a lot of people might not know this, but do you, you know, an international airport is actually two airports. It's what do you mean? Well, half of it is like the contiguous airports that are all throughout the United States. Oh, the other half okay. is a whole nother airport. So you're dealing with twice as many flights. I mean, it's right. Yeah. No, basically no, two airports, you know. So and like, yeah, not yeah. not that smart in general, probably that. I mean, to be fair, I don't know that this guy was like flying around LAX, right? Like a pilot who was landing spotted him on the, like spotted him, which you can see a pretty distant ways. Yeah, but if in, you can in spot any him case, this landing. guy was, this guy was not being smart. <laughs> yeah, drive out to Ojai, guy. Just do something. You know, it's yeah. there are lots of areas. You know, Temecula. You know, drive out there, yeah. you know, drive out to drive east, anywhere east. Nobody gives a crap about East Southern California. Yeah. Go out there and fly your little jetpack. Sorry. Jetpack to your heart's content. Right. I just think it's crazy that we have to worry about rogue people on jetpacks. That that's like an issue. Wait, when did when did this happen? When did we enter the future? Yeah, totally. We were promised jetpacks and there. Uh, yeah. Careful. What the you end of that for. band. Um, <laughs> We went from where's my jetpack to jetpacks are cringe in like yeah. a the, year. The other possibility is that this guy's notice. doing it on purpose. Yeah, maybe. Because I mean, the drones were definitely on purpose. Okay, tell me about the thing with the drones, because I don't know about the thing with the drones. Uh, at multiple airports, uh, I forget the big one where it kept happening over and over. They they had drones basically stopping all their flights and purposefully flying around oh, yeah. where the planes I, were trying I, I to land and take that, off, actually. you yeah. know, purposefully causing chaos, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I get it. I have nihilistic tendencies, but I don't think, I, I don't understand the mindset behind screwing with other people going out of my way to screw with other people you know my yeah. general attitude towards an argument in general or somebody not liking me is i have better things to do than listen to how you don't like me sure one of those things is nothing <laughs> you know 
nothing is a better thing to do than it's it's not high on your list of priorities. Yeah, don't get me saying. wrong. If I have a relationship with this person and I need to fix part of myself to have a better relationship, I'm happy to do that. But I mean, like, you know, how do all these people care about randos so much? I mean, there are a lot of randos out there. How my daughter, uh, Jasmine, she refers to them as NPCs. Mm. You know, basically anybody who's who's ineffectual to her life as a non-player character. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's weird. And unfortunately, I think it's just as likely that Jetpack guy was doing this on purpose as he was doing this on accident. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. And to be fair, I'm not assuming his gender is male because he's on a jetpack. I'm assuming he's male because this was stupid as all hell. <laughs> <laughs> I I think 90% chance this was a dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least he's not killing anybody. Yeah. Uh, and then the kelp forests, you know, oh, God, every week. We started, look, we started saying, what's the news from the wasteland? So I feel like I'm given permission to talk about, like, the different ways in which our world is steadily falling apart. It was a joke at first, but now... No, I know, but it is a wasteland. Like it's becoming a wasteland. Because uh, <laughs> it's, you know, Terry wants to move to somewhere because she's tired of the fires. She's just... <laughs> Where's she going to move? The the Arctic Circle? There's going to be fires everywhere. Well, that's kind of part of the problem. It's like <laughs> everywhere is like natural disasters and fires and, and you know, earthquakes at this point are at least something that we're not causing and that we know aren't going to get worse. And if they well, do get worse, it's purely coincidental. Uh, well, I guess maybe fracking. Fracking, you know, yeah. But still, like in general, earthquakes, not man-caused. <laughs> right, yeah. But, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, fires, you know, it's like you can't really go anywhere. And then it's just all like the safest state is Wyoming. And I'm just all, oh, all right. Yes, yeah. of course it's safe because you're in the middle of nowhere with no one around you. <laughs> yeah, of course it's safe there. Yeah, probably not a lot of, like, reports of, you know, problems. If right. there was any population density at all in Wyoming, then, you know, it might, it might be a different story. Right. So, I don't know. I'm just... And then this Kelp Force thing, this is like... I don't know if people from around the country know about this, but as a Californian originally... Mm -hmm. um, the kelp forests are like when you when people go, oh, why well, is California so beautiful? That's one of the things you bring up. You yeah. know, anybody who's been to them. I mean, I know this is more north, I think, but the Monterey Bay Aquarium with their kelp forests. So this is actually like far, yeah, northern, far northern California, right? Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. kelp forests that we're talking about. But yeah, there's there's kelp forests near Monterey. Well, I'm oh, just saying, you just mean it in in the aquarium? They're like kelp forest exhibit. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And most Americans cool. are familiar with this mm -hmm. because of the Monterey Bay Aquarium, or or I yeah. mean, not Americans, Californians, because of the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Right. Yeah. Most most Californians aren't scuba divers or anything. No. So. No. no. <laughs> but I, still, however, it's it's a it's a cool thing, but uh, you know, it's not long for the world. You know, how many, well, it's like uh, this COVID thing. So um, they, there's 5 million, I saw in the news today, 5 million new shots from people in the states where there have been low vaccination rates and high people getting sick. And of course that response is because they see people get sick and they say, oh gosh, we better do something about this. And they do something about it. Obviously, smart decision. It's placed right in front of you. You see it. The correlation is there. You get the shot. You know, um, how long is it going to be until people make this correlation with the environment? You know, it has to be where we all see it before, where yeah. we all see it so blatantly that we know it can't be anything else. And at that point, we're willing to do something about it. See, I don't think, look, we have like Samuel Hoffman on and they're constantly talking about like, you know, this is crazy. You can see it. You can see the weather changing. They don't believe in man-made climate change. They think it's this whole thing with like rogue 
planets in our solar system. Well, so even I don't, Samuel I don't, Hoffman, you know, is is hesitant to say that, and he's like even saying like we need to take care of our environment and and be careful with this stuff. Sure. You know? Yeah. He, I'm just saying is. I don't I don't think there's a level of blatancy that will convince people who are like firmly on the man caused climate change isn't real train. I don't Right, but are we all are are so many of us that way that we'll never get there? Well, no, but I think in terms of like who is in control of our politics and in control of like our government. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have this problem that maybe it's a comparison here. Um, go daddy. I'm coming out of the pandemic. I'm trying to get back to work. I'm doing my thing. And go daddy is basically sure. like, oh, I accidentally delete a database. Not very professional. I probably shouldn't advertise that online. Fully my fault. And go daddy's just all, oh yeah, we're going to charge you 150 bucks to fix that. And I'm all, Okay, so I have been a regular, I, I basically pay for three hosting accounts for like the past eight years. I'm coming out of a pandemic that I paid consistently through entirely. Mm -hmm. And then now I make one mistake when I'm trying to get back to work and I'm scattered and you're going to stick it to me for 150 bucks. Now, my point here is that I knew I wasn't going to get through. I decided, I told Terry, I'm just, I'm going full Karen on this. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to go full care. <laughs> and I get in there and every person that I'm dealing with is an employee. They're not right. the boss. Right. I can't go full care. It's not an option. What am I going to do? Yeah. Freak out on some poor Joe who's like making minimum wage in a state where minimum wage is probably very shocking when you hear the number. <laughs> no, I'm serious. My, my daughter lives in in Texas, no, I, minimum I, wage is like seven twenty-five. I'm just all she's just all like, oh, the cost of living is low. I'm all hell yeah, it is. I mean, you're barely living off of that. You know how yeah. is that possible? Luckily, she's management now and makes good money. But you know, you you want to flip out on the people who own the own the corporation, but the people who own the corporation live in a gated community and haven't interacted with a regular person since you know 1992. Right. Yeah. The, the problem <laughs> is the smart. It's impossible nice to reach them. Right. Yeah. The smart, nice people will never be the squeaky wheel. They will yeah. never be the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. You know, this is a constant curiosity of mine with with Twitter and we're getting way off topic, but who cares? Uh, save the kelp. We're moving on now. Um, with with Twitter is that um, people go, oh, the Twitterverse, they're hating on this because of this, right. that, the other thing. And people in bathrooms and people getting married and like. And, you know, black people like, oh, gosh, storming the capitals, just like burning down a Walmart. No, it's not. But I am of the opinion that this this vocal Twitterverse doesn't exist. I'm of the opinion that the vocal Twitterverse is a small amount of people. Oh, absolutely. Who yeah. are very vocal, a whole lot of Russian bots, and the rest is just people that chime in for one line. No, I... Our entire infosphere is decided by like 10,000 people who are insane. And the rest of us are just like dragged along by the discourse because they drown out everything else. Mm. You know, it's, and 10,000 is a completely random number, but you know, there's most, most people in the country, A, don't care. Um, most of the people who do care have, moderate nuanced views and all of those people are basically silent you know and then sure. the people who who produce most of the posts most of the arguments that you see most of the media are you know a handful of reporters agitators and just people who spend all their time online you know right uh, i'm i'm going to be uncomfortably honest here and people might be able to turn this into whatever they want, but this is a reality of the situation. Black Lives Matter. Is mm -hmm. it important to me? Absolutely. But on my list of priorities, it is below, let's just say my family. My list of priorities, sure. go my yeah. family, <laughs> followed by Black Lives Matter, just to make it easy. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
here in my family, my list of priorities is, how's my wife doing? Is her rent being paid? Are my kids doing okay? Is their rent being paid? Is my bills being paid? How's my health? How's my wife's health? I have a whole list of literally a thousand things before I'm even able to get to how important Black Lives Matter is. Right. And most people are this way. We can't help that. And yeah, there aren't enough hours in the day. So somehow we need to get people to stop rewarding being a craphead and start rewarding being nice. And I was really hoping during my GoDaddy call that, that the person on the other end would be all like, well, this person's being really nice. Maybe we should help them out. That was all I had to rely on with my personality. There, there was nothing else I could rely on. You know, I, I was saying basically, okay, I'm sorry for getting frustrated. I know it's not you, you know. But in the end, I did finally get mad. You know, at the, in the end, I'm <laughs> the final thing that I wrote was uh, they're basically saying like, oh, I'm the end of your contact point. And I'm all contact point. That doesn't mean anything. That's like some GoDaddy team talk. I'm all what you're saying is nobody else is coming. Right. And she's all, I'm sorry, I'm the end of your contact point. I'm all, OK, just to make it clear, I'm the end of your contact point means that your boss doesn't find me important enough to come talk to, right? <laughs> and then she's just all, I'm the end of your contact point. I'm all, all right, forget it. <laughs> like, but uh, that was as rude as I got. Yeah. Which explains why I still had to pay. Well, I mean, and it like on Twitter and stuff, it's a, a different situation. Like there are no consequences to being incredibly rude to people who you strongly dislike. Right. Like you're, you're put in a tank with people you hate and are told you can yell at them if you want. And that's surprise, surprise what people do. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I heard on a, I heard on a Stephen it's Colbert. a cyberbullying machine is what yeah, Twitter Well, I is. heard on Stephen Colbert, he's just all like, oh, Twitter apparently is is uh, testing putting out a vote down button. <laughs> just all, so now you'll be able to tell if people don't like what you post on Twitter. <laughs> God, no one should use Twitter. It's a bad platform. No one should use Facebook either, which I admit I am still on Facebook, but that's because there's no way to have Facebook Messenger, which we use to organize the show without having Facebook. If if I could get that feature alone, then I would immediately delete my account. I Wait, can you? This changes everything. Um, well, you could at least close up your account where nobody could see it or know it or find it. Well, that's true. But then nobody would know how cool you were. Well, they have my Tumblr for that. I see. Tumblr's oh, yeah, fine. Oh. See, the thing about Tumblr is that it's too dysfunctional and incompetently designed to be this like social media hamster wheel, like chemical dopamine farm. Right. That all these other sites are. You know, there are no Russian hackers on Tumblr. There are there are porn bots that no one in no one with more than a few functioning brain cells would fall for. And the rest of it is just virtually just anonymous users being silly because no one, no one cares what happens on Tumblr. That's why it's so great. Yeah. It's funny you say that, you know, it's like, uh, I really like Tumblr. You know, I met this, uh, this beautiful 18 year old girl on Tumblr. Who's like, she's totally into me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well I, I get that I, a lot on facebook too i had one of my daughter's friends like asked to be my friend on facebook and I, had, I forgot who she was and i had to like research her whole profile just to make sure she wasn't somebody like trying to you know sex chat me or something i'm just all oh whoops this is one of my daughter's friends i was like already to blog her and like report her and stuff but uh, oh it's real obvious <laughs> on tumblr like they don't they don't even try to like infiltrate they just send you nasty dms just right off the bat and their their names are like a thousand different just digits and weird characters like right, it's right. as sketchy as it could possibly be sexy legs followed by the number pi <laughs> pretty much yeah. right um it's i got just, one the know, other pie and a bunch of pound signs <laughs> yeah i got one the other day uh on facebook that straight up said um, I'm, I'm into sex. I want a sex buddy, blah, blah, blah. Me and my friends, we have an online prostitution ring. <laughs> I'm all like, 
okay, this is like, this is about as blatant as this gets, you know? Yeah, uh, okay. They're not even trying to hide it. No. Was that like a person or was that a just a bot? It was a person trying to friend me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, every person that tries to friend me, I take a look at their profile. Normally it takes just one quick look to tell. And in this case, it was pretty quick because the very right. first post was telling me about their online prostitution rate. <laughs> Which I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I appreciate the industriousness, but see, it's often hard to tell whether you're dealing with like an AI or a teenager from Delhi who like is familiar with English as a concept, but you know doesn't speak it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. That's true. Luckily, they're both equally hot online. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the profile pictures that they grabbed from Pixabay are are pretty yeah. sweet. Flash of green light. And that was it. Nothing was left. Well, there was. It's true. This this truly did happen. There's a little green globule on his drum seat. Basically, the world's going to hell in a handbasket on a multitude of levels. Okay. Speaking of the world going to hell in a handbasket, in the news, this is off topic. I assume you got nowhere to be. Sure. Yeah. Um, In the news, they basically said they passed the $1 trillion um, infrastructure bill. Oh, did they pass that? When did they do that? uh, I could have sworn that that's what the news was saying this morning. Um, I knew they were about to pass it. uh, And people Well, they expect passage this week. Okay. And people are all up in arms about this, and there's... They haven't passed it yet. On both sides. and I mean, I get it. How can we spend money and blah, 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 but... um, Nobody seems to be pointing out that it's kind of like a new deal. I mean, isn't this good mean? that after a devastating blow to our economy, we're now taking a trillion dollars and investigate investing it into infrastructure that can be spread across the country, uh, specifically to locations that financially might need it. It'll create work jobs and, and I mean, stuff I think like that. I think that's the idea. I But nobody's but, saying it. Well, the Democrats are as ever not very good messengers but also they kind of are a lot of them are saying it like these are the kinds of things they're saying but you know you don't mainstream media likes to cover oh the bill's going to get passed you know mainstream media likes to cover the fight you know they is well we'll get passed victory for biden you know won't get passed is is this a defeat for democrats and a victory for republicans you know donald trump said this insane thing is this a a victory for Democrats, you know, it is, they don't, they almost never talk about like, here's what politicians are saying about the bill they passed. You yeah, know? I wanna come up with like data based news. Here, here's a plan for us. We'll come up with a website. Um, you've seen in the old movies, like the business guy, they got the ticker tape that comes out that's showing them their numbers mm-hmm. and they're looking at their numbers. We need basically news that's that. Thing might pass. Here's what it is. 42% say this. $5 billion, blah, blah, blah. Here's the data. That's it. No adjectives. I don't want any adjectives. I don't want no people adjectives. telling me yeah. that when 10 million people die in Malaysia, I don't, even then, I don't want people telling me it's an atrocity. I can figure that out. I know it's an atrocity. 10 million people died or whatever. I made that up, but you get the point. No adjectives. Yeah. I hate the adjectives because. Personally, I think on the liberal side, people are invested in the adjectives. They sure, go like, yeah. oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then on the conservative side, I think people are offended by the adjectives. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need news with no adjectives. News with no adjectives. Just bullet points. Here, here's my thinking for the design of the site. Mm-hmm. Um, only HTML. Oh, yeah. No, no content management system. Just fully plain text white background just just the news gotcha perfect yeah yeah basically h1 h2 (laughs) bullet points no paragraphs no p tags just there's (laughs) there's no buttons if you want to see the new news you just hit refresh and see what's new right yeah that's what's exactly yeah the ticker yeah you got the ticker (laughs) exactly Uh, all right we're gonna be so rich (laughs) changing the world what uh, no there's no ads on it 
are we going to be rich? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's all right. We can sell it. We can sell it. Once yeah, we'll sell it once right. it's become big. <laughs> and then they'll, you know, add in a bunch of ads and make right. it all sparkle. Be all, we'd be all, it's not our fault. Yeah, we sold it. Yeah, yeah. They told us it'd all be fine. <laughs> all right, you're listening to Radio Wasteland. When we come back, we have our friends, William and Venus, talking about uh, the UFO sightings that have been going on around this country through the military and in general. So uh, stick around for that. And if you don't, well, we didn't want you there anyway. Have kids, they were weird. And you go to their house and there's like toys in the couch and it drives me. When, since when are kids allowed in the living room? When did that start? That you they could you could it. be in the yeah, and they're like, oh, you want to play with Dylan? No, I'm a drunk man. Why would I want to play with Dylan? <laughs> All right, and welcome back to Radio Wasteland. And our guests today are William and Venus. And our topic today <clears throat> is a topic that, unfortunately, I know about, but I know nothing about because it just came out. The UAP report is out, but. I haven't had a chance to look at it, so I really don't know what's in it. Um, but that's why you're here. <laughs> save me from reading, right? Um, <laughs> save our listeners from reading. Save yeah, us all okay. from reading. You know? <laughs> we'll so, so let's get some background on this. This was, how did this report start? Let's just cover that real quick. Well, this was a uh, an effort by certain people in the, in the, um, in Congress, a couple of group of senators, including Harry Reid, to acquire some funding to examine uh, military encounters with UAPs, which is the new acronym used in lieu of UFO. And so they spent about uh, $20 million odd dollars to examine those cases and completed their work. And toward the end of the Trump administration, there was a bill that was passed. It was a COVID relief bill, financial bill. Attached to it was a mandate for the intelligence community to gather the information and release it within 180 days to the Congress. And what was released to us recently, to the public, was the nine-page, the voluminous nine-page report, which was uh, uh, able to be released for public consumption, which didn't make any declarations. It just uh, was kind of a glorified high school report. So that's that was the that's a short history of what we got. Well, there's a whole mess coming out of Washington, so I don't blame you if you don't know the answer to the question. But um, were there any uh, people in the government pushing against that report coming out? I mean, Trump, of course, was a a hot button in the world of push and pull on politics. You know, was there any pushback saying like, "Hey, we don't want this information out"? Not that I'm aware of. No, no, not at all. I thought yeah, so too. It all seemed to be pretty like, okay, let's put it out, you know? Yeah, that seemed to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they knew how non-voluminous it would be, so they were concerned. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, so nine pages, you know, this makes me think of like, <clears throat> well, you know, that like when the, the Green New Deal came out, everybody was like going off about the Green New Deal, and then you finally see it, and you're all, this is like one page with like 16 bullet points. I mean, is that kind of what we're looking at here is like nine pages? Pretty much. Uh, is it a whole bunch of we don't know? Venus and I discussed it at length, and the only declarations they made were that uh, the vast majority, which means all but one sighting encounter, was remained unexplained. They declared that they weren't Russian, and they declared they weren't Chinese. Beyond that, everything else is left up to speculation, which is kind of part of the course for the open community. You know. Those darn Andorans. <laughs> launching you know <laughs> those kentuckians too it's crazy man well i think the the part i'm most confused about all of this is is the flippantness at which the military uh basically says we don't know hmm. uh that's another topic of venus i discussed at length how how people get pushed back in this community for not knowing um hmm. I, I don't know where that comes from um not to cut you off, but my opinion on that flippant behavior from them is I think if they panicked and said, well, we don't know. Oh, my gosh, we don't know. Maybe everybody else would panic. So maybe if they act nonchalant, kind of like, you know, I don't know who spilled that wine on the floor. I'm not real sure. Act calm and everybody else will act calm around you. There'll be no panic. You know, to me, that's how I see it. 
So do you think there's panic behind closed doors? I don't know if there's panic, but you know, I know that they don't want the public to panic. So if we got kind of, it's no big deal. We'll figure it out when we do. Maybe everybody else will be, oh, okay. Well, they're not, they don't seem too outwardly concerned. So we shouldn't be too outwardly concerned. And we go along with our regular life, you know. Yeah. So did they, so the one that they did disprove, what did that end up being? Did they say, yeah, that was us? Uh, I'm, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I believe it was a weather balloon. Uh, yeah, I, I have heard that as well, but yeah. the, that one happened to be a weather balloon. Yeah, of all things. Um, yeah. But the nine-page report was void of any data. In other words, they didn't provide the data for us to look at that would allow us to know how they arrived at their positions. They just threw mm -hmm. them out there. The rest of it was over a very vague overview, a summary. It looked like a grand, it looked like a glorified summary, but it was. It right. wasn't a, it wasn't a thorough um, report for us to us examine. So um, it didn't endorse the alien extraterrestrial theory, which upset virtually everybody in the community. Everybody <laughs> wants to know sure. you yeah. alien, which it doesn't, but everybody wanted extraterrestrial. And those of us who were more skeptical knew that was not going to transpire. So, did it even address the possibility, or did it just not mention it? Um, I, I, I kind of eventually asked. I think uh, when Venus and I discussed it, I think she kind of thought it did. I won't put words in her mouth, but to my mind, it it, it sort of did. Uh, it mm -hmm. it labeled an unknown, and it did discuss the flight characteristics of some of the UAPs, which are suggestive of a high level of technology we don't have. But they wouldn't go right. further than that. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I guess it, it, you're reading into it depends on the person. No. So the implication was there that it was super tech. Uh, definitely. For lack of a better word. Yeah, definitely more technology than we're capable of. Mm. You know, whose technology? Well, we know who it's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not the Kentuckians, so when they endure it. Um, but I, I, they did leave the door open to secret military technology that those pilots were not privy to, which is always on my table, too, because, I mean, we all know there are black operations underway that government conducts. So sure. uh, a pilot may not have the security clearance or the need to know to be able to identify an aircraft that's in operating in his vicinity. So by definition, that's UFO. Uh, later on, as, as information is revealed, we know that that's, Maybe an F-117 or SR-71 or any of a number of secret of secret programs at the time, once it becomes known to the public, it, it ceases to become unidentified. But um, they they went they went relatively far, but there were little nuggets there that that the researchers looked at and said, you know, they said it was unidentified, and they're discussing the characteristics. That's further than they used to go. So they, they went a little further than before. So that's I guess little baby steps. Is, that. Well, even if it is technology, you would think that we have, um, you would think they would have to go a little bit further because, you know, the, the Blackbird and stealth technology, you know, I remember when we finally, that was all out and everything and we all went, whoa, that's really cool. You know, that's cool that they can do that because we understood that the concept of deflecting radar waves is not quite as impressive as suppressing the effects of gravity on a pilot, you know, or, or on, I mean, the maneuvers of these things is, is a much bigger jump technologically from what we think we have than, than, you know, blocking radar. Mm -hmm. I think. I right. Agreed. Yeah. It, 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 it suggests a, a jump you know it's not like uh, it's not like what we're observing is say a decade ahead of our standard now uh what we're seeing suggests something that's substantially further down the road right uh which takes it out of the realm a little bit of i, I guess it opens up the, the idea that okay is our technology our secret technology our government's working on wherever they're working on it is it decades ahead of what we're aware of or is it not mm -hmm. And to my mind, you know, secret technology has always been about a decade and a half ahead of what's known to the public. But what we're seeing here seems to suggest something further down the line. Um, yeah. Quite a bit more. 
you know, I've, I've always felt that way too, that, that technology must be like way far ahead in the, with the uh, military and stuff, but I'm not so convinced of that now for one, you know, if you look at our country's um, infrastructure, you know, it's not exactly kicking ass. And so I can only imagine that anything else connected to this system of upkeep uh, might be falling a little bit by the wayside. And then also, you know, it's it's not uncommon that our government is going after private industry for technology like they couldn't get into the iPhones and they uh, you know, they have to go after Google to help with NSA data and stuff like that. You know, so it's like. I don't I don't know this kind of, you know, I'm I'm skeptical at the core, but it does kind of lead me to think that it's not our government because, frankly, I don't think our government could pull it off at this point. I'd, I'd be more convinced it was Google. But I'd never deny you the pleasure of buying me time to escape. Hey, but what if I get sent to Arkham? Then you won't spend even a single night. I'll break you out, my love. I swear. Or actually, uh, I have something tonight. But I'll definitely get you out before breakfast. Love ya. Yeah, and, and the other thing is that some of these some of these um, encounters happened over, um, you know, public land, over the ocean, mm -hmm. over over areas of land that are not cordoned off. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't happen over Groom Lake, Area Fifty One. It happened over areas where the public might be able to see this. And generally, mm -hmm. when you test secret technology, you don't do that over public lands. You do it in an area where it's beyond the scrutinization of the public. I.e., I mean, that's why everything one was established to yeah. allow us to test this technology beyond the prying eyes of the taxpayers. But a lot of these reports are occurring; uh, they're not under those conditions. They're happening wherever. So that's interesting. It, it's interesting that they wouldn't rule out the possibility that it's like our stuff, because you would think, you know, if you're going to have investigators investigating, the thing they would be investigating is is this us, like it kind of raises questions about like how much how much access did the people who wrote this report even have you know and and if and if they didn't have all the access they needed like how how valuable is it really right well that then that calls into question if they don't then who does or does anybody at all really? yeah very true you know yeah. could yeah. just be a small handful of people or yeah because the 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 intelligence community community wherever however that level was applied uh, is very compartmentalized. So one hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. So right. the groups that were putting this report together may not have been privy to all the information. So their conclusions may be off. Um, a high level, a high rank, a highly ranked four-star general or lieutenant colonel at certain a certain base may not have the need to know and the information that someone else may have. And if they're not communicating, if they're not, if they're not allowed to, then that information can't be really summarized accurately it's kind of like it's kind of like the you know everybody has one code to to the the lockbox you know yeah. we don't know the full code not one person knows a full code but everybody that knows one number each you know has the answer sure. maybe you know maybe right. um you know it's spread out amongst people uh in the government and so there's not one answer that somebody knows so they can't really put it all out there do we know who like who it was who like, who are these investigators who put together this report? I've always been kind of curious about that, and I never, all all the bill said was like, we're gonna put together a team. It was like, who was on the team? What did they have access to? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of assumed, perhaps wrongly so, that uh, there are representatives from each acronym, CIA, sure. FBI, Yeah, that would make the most as sense. As right? to how they're picked, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a legitimate question because like, the quality, <laughs> quality of the investigation on any level does not depend on the quality of the investigator mm -hmm. and their abilities. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they want everybody if they can privy to it. Well, then they wouldn't know much more than we do. Yeah. So yeah, the source is valuable. I mean, yep. Not knowing the source. <laughs> that seems like an important thing to not tell us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, another. Yeah. Sorry. Go uh, ahead, William. No, it's, I was uh, another topic we discussed, Venus and I, we're always talking UFOs. And mm -hmm. 
a lot of people in the community, and I would see them on Facebook and, and on other platforms and websites, were eager to find the information the government gave us. They were uh, eager to the nth degree. And my mind immediately went to, okay, we, we spent 80 years not trusting the government. Right. They were willing to trust them now. Many people in the community were looking forward to the information the government gave them as if it was believable, as if we should wisely just embrace them as being trustworthy when we spent the last 80 years doing the opposite. So um, people were just very eager for the extraterrestrial. They were very eager for a thick report discussing UFO sightings and the whole nine yards, and they didn't get that. And I think, I think expecting that kind of report was unreasonable. Sure. Yeah, because all the information would be classified anyway. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah, we're, we're also eager for answers. We're just willing to, I guess, blindly go in and trust somebody that none of us has really been trusting, <laughs> you know, yeah. hoping with our fingers crossed that maybe this time, you know, they'll give us something. But I don't see why they, even if they had all that information, I don't see why they would. Were there any specifics in there, you know, like, um, well, first, let me ask this. Was was the report requested based solely on the military's experiences or was it on these experiences in general? Strictly military. Okay, so Phoenix Lights, stuff like that's not going to be pulled. Yeah, in nothing, nothing historical. Even historical military cases, even uh, our, uh, I mean, I didn't include it in there, but the, 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 the Roswell case, never, never discussed that. The Roswell case, Lake Ben Waters from the 50s, took um, runners from Forest back in 1980. Historical military interactions were looked at. Just the more modern, say, the last 10, 20 years mm-hmm. of, uh, of, of military interactions with UAPs that the public's not aware of. They're not in any UFO book uh, that researchers have been privy to. So um, that was, the, that was the, the gist of the report. That, that was what it contained. Nothing really specific other than the declaration is not most of these are unidentified. They're not Russian, they're not Chinese, beyond that. They took no other steps further to make any kind of declarations. Um, researchers are hoping, though, that this may get the ball rolling slowly toward a, toward a more overall examination of the UFO topic by the government, which may include some cases that aren't military in nature, but are kind of robust and interesting. So, Yeah, you know, I've heard varying things. I've heard you know, I've heard this is the start of a much longer process. This is kind of getting the public used to it. I've also heard they are just trying to, you know, kill the topic, which by, you know, just releasing something cursory and hoping people forget about it. I'm, I mean, I'm inclined to believe the former, but what's your take on that? Well, we, we have, well, we had Kevin Randall on our, on our virtual media mm-hmm. about two months ago, and he felt that it was the latter. It was, okay. it, was, yeah. it was late 1960s all over again. They're, they're looking at the topic, trying to belittle it, and then the end of story. Yeah. 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 Which makes uh, sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, if they put nothing out, I mean, we're, we're interested. You know, if they put nothing out, that's there, more for us to talk about. You know, they put something out, maybe some of us will be happy with it. And, you know. That's true. But it's, it's also like gotten into the mainstream news. Mm-hmm. Because of yeah. you know this report, this report has has drawn an enormous amount of attention from people who weren't paying any attention to it at all. Before. And that's yeah. where we get to, you know, we didn't get much. We got a nugget of, you know, a carrot dangled in front of us, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not the end. If you look at it like you know a lot of other people, where it's really just the beginning. Hopefully, right. that's what we're hoping. Yeah, hopefully. You know, my friend Ben. Um, he had the view, this view of Greenpeace. Uh, in 1984, I forget if it's Goldstein's Bible or Goldberg's Bible, but um, he had this theory that Greenpeace was basically started by the government in order to get all the nut jobs on one roster, which, you know, I thought was pretty funny, but, you know, there is something gaslighty, Goldberg, Goldstein's Bible uh, possibility there of basically placating people and, uh, you know, whipping the the people who are very obsessed with it into a fervor to uh, you know make us look all the all the weirder. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. That's good. Yeah, they, well, yeah, the government. That, that's a great topic. That's a great point. The government spent uh, between the '40s and the '70s, 1940s, 1970s, attempting to 
lessen the importance of the Yopo topic to the public. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty straightforward uh, operation. We know that through documentation. We know that was happening. Since the 70s, it's kind of let up. And part of that is because there's so many media outlets now, we can kind of misinform ourselves. We don't need the government to provide misinformation. We do it to ourselves. So right. that's kind of gone by the wayside. But uh, certainly, yeah, certainly an effort to make us all look like kooks, like we're all wearing tinfoil hats, uh, would be pretty productive too. Because then the well, Congress and, is trying to get money. In the through. 70s, we saw an explosion of science fiction, you know, 60s and sure. 70s. We saw an explosion of science fiction that probably watered down the message, you know. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Getting ready to have sex. Why? Because after a great date, you usually have sex. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, I was going to say something, but I wanted to see how all this played out. Oh, shut up, Frank. Get to the chopper! In that report, how many did they address? How many were talking? Because, like, when we see it on the news, you know, they show a couple of clips, and it leads people to believe, like, oh, the military saw this like four times, so they saw it like three times. You know, do they have any inclination of the amount of numbers of sightings that we're talking about here? I'm drawing a blank. I think they examined several hundred. Uh, oh, okay. Of varying degrees of uh, robustness. In other words, some had a lot of information, some didn't. They really didn't specify how many videos they had. In other words, how many events had gun camera footage? How many videos had, I mean, how many events had uh, multiple witnesses? Um, they really didn't get to the specifics. So you can't really look at the different cases and say, okay, that's more robust than another one. That had more witnesses. That had gun camera footage. We can't do that because they summarized everything. So um, right, they didn't. It was several hundred and then just the one weather balloon, the rest were unexplained. Beyond that, we we don't have any specifics at all which is makes the investigation possible yeah i read somewhere that uh this was like this is the public report i read somewhere that there would be like a classified version that was released to congress is that yeah. accurate has that happened, happened. or yep. okay they saw the classified one we didn't so which i mean makes yeah, sense but, uh, <laughs> yeah i mean has, you know. has anyone in congress said anything that indicates like have they said anything about this or? I haven't heard anything. No, me neither. No. We were, <laughs> okay. Well, that was going to be my view moving forward was, um, was basically if it will be very telling seeing how these few senators and representatives that stood up to get this done, seeing how they react to what is delivered will probably be very telling of what's been redacted mm -hmm. yes yeah there's there's a one congressman i can't remember the call, young man's name uh democratic gentleman from i think a, a southeastern state has been on several uh, he's been on good morning america has been on uh, i think um uh, cnn discussing the topic and has made pretty measured statements and has endorsed that this needs to be looked at some more and more thoroughly and which mm -hmm. is a logical i like that kind of that kind of rhetoric but he didn't stick his neck out though and but nobody's made any comments about what the what the uh classified report says so you know um who knows i mean who knows maybe what they it have. was not as um maybe it was just as great as the report they gave us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean some of this makes me wonder if genuinely the military doesn't know any more than they put in the summary you know they're as confused as we are but uh then again like who knows they're not necessarily the most trustworthy but it's just it seems like if they were trying to play us somehow this would be an extremely weird tactic to release something so milk toast and, i guess and, is the word know, i mean i'm under the impression they don't know but you know telling Telling people in the United States, hey, we don't know what it is and we can't protect you would cause mass chaos as well. So you can't come out right. and really, you know, I, I think making it elusive, making it seem like they don't know, but maybe they know, you know, makes us kind True. of feel like really 
that they're probably going to protect us because they might know, you know, but coming straight out and just, hey, guys, we can't, we can't help you if they decide to attack us. That's not going to happen either. So I don't think they'll fully admit, you know, I, I think keeping us questioning um, what they know is probably a tactic in itself. Yeah. Well, I'm, it doesn't feel like they really did anything to encourage that tactic other than just kind of be shady in general, right? Like, you know, they, they told us, hey, we don't know, but we're saying, okay, but we don't trust you, which I mean, right. fair, I mean. they would have known that's what we would have said. We're thinking, okay, but do they really not know? That's, that's exactly. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I What can we trust? Yeah. Well, you'd think the universal chorus from all of us would be if the government said, hey, we don't know, we say, what the hell do we pay you for? Get out there and figure this out. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, and going back to what Kara said, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty liberal guy. I trust, I, I probably trust the military more than I trust most of the government. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just, I don't like, trust the intelligence agencies very much. Yeah, no, that's but, just yeah. me. <laughs> well, my, wise woman. They're all based in Kentucky, I think, some of them. Um, the, yeah, the, the trusting them, I just, I, I think it goes beyond trusting them. I think we pay for things. I think a lot of people have gotten really confused about what taxes are for. You know, I think that, <laughs> Well, the, I think the post office is a prime example because everybody's like going off about how the post office is losing money and stuff like that. And I'm, you know, the post office's job is not really to make money. It's to deliver the mail using our tax dollars. They don't make money. They, they, they spend the money that we put into it. And I would right. say it was the same thing to the people who are figuring out this alien thing. Um, is there really a good message that people can deliver to an American people, to a, to a, a country of people that says we got this under control we got to figure it figured out but we really just can't tell you is there a way that a government could say that to their people and get away with it you know i mean as an american myself after covid i think not because that, that seems like the best thing <laughs> <were doing. laughs> bridge on that one <laughs> yeah. so i don't know that that message will work now well played <laughs> I don't know what no, you're saying. It's, it's true. Uh, yeah. I think I think a lot of people a lot of people in the community, I mean in the general public, would be more comfortable with some level of openness about their ignorance. If the government came out and said, you know, things are happening in our skies, we can't control them, but it doesn't seem to be a threat. And we're spending taxpayer dollars to examine it to find out what's going on, but we don't know at this point. I think that that even that would be better instead of total silence. That's at least they're talking, okay, they're spending our money to find out what's going on. We're not being attacked, so obviously that's not a, it's not a, a uh, it's not a uh, something we got to deal with right now. But they're making the effort as they should to try to find out what's going on in the skies above us. I think that's a reasonable statement. But I don't know if they would even go that far. I don't know. Isn't that kind of what the report is, though? I mean, the report is just of. a big old. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah, you're kind of right because that, that's kind of what it says. <laughs> They, in a roundabout way, they advocate the point that because these things are unexplained, they're a threat. And I think that's, right. I think it, they're a, they could be a potential threat. Because you yeah, know what that's a, there's, there's a fine line there. Because if, if they are a threat, then that means you would know what they are. You would know they're a threat. I mean, I think given and, the history of what's been yeah. going on, if they were a threat, we would know it by, know now. by now. You yeah. know, you know right. they could give explanation, you know, after all this time, been going on for x amount of years they haven't done anything you know the likelihood is very low but that's a very bizarre i because i didn't realize they sort of played up the threat that's so bizarre because that's like we don't know but be afraid like you know who <laughs> who edited this right like yeah, yeah there, there's two ways to look at it one way i, I know I, I was listening to john greenwald in his podcast discuss that you know, if they're advocating this is a potential threat, then that makes it more reasonable that they may spend more taxpayer dollars to examine this more uh, thoroughly, to right. keep looking at this, because right. it might be a yeah, threat. Um, if they say it isn't a threat, then there might be a way to get out of it, which is what they did in the 60s. When they had, when Blue Book was closed, Project Blue Book, the idea was, well, there's nothing to this thing. There's nothing to the UFO topic. There's nothing here to investigate. Therefore, let's stop investigating, which they said they did, but they didn't. But right. if they say it's a threat, 
that'll give them an out and allow them to spend taxpayer hours to look at this stuff. And, and if it's a potential threat, I mean, that statement in and of itself is correct. If, it, if it's an unknown, you can't clear your skies, it may be a threat. It might not be, but because you don't know, it's, it's prudent to keep looking. Just give me 15 more minutes. Joker's probably still fighting Batman. I don't know, hon. It's, you know, most superhero fights, they're not like... Uh, Calendar Man, how long has she been in here? Oh, hey, Ivy, 183 days. Oh, sure. You remember the incarceration date of porn clown over here, but not your own son's birthday. Oh, really? You were laughed out of UTI. 